Hello and welcome to the Divorce to Bliss podcast. Here you will learn all things related to healing from divorce, mind, body, and spirit, so you can create a beautiful new life filled with happiness. I'm Rachel Ruby, author of Divorce to Bliss, divorce coach, speaker, and attorney, and I'm so glad you found me here. Hello and welcome. Today we are going to be talking about the importance of support networks. And many of us, most of us have support networks, and these can be friends, family, community, and groups of people who may be like-minded or going through what we are going through. But the important part when you are considering who is in your support network is whether they are the right people. And so we're going to talk a lot about that. But first of all, I wanted to share a quote about support networks that I have um, in my book, Divorce to Bliss, and the quote says this, You can't achieve anything entirely by yourself. There's a support system that is a basic requirement of human existence. To be happy and successful on earth, you just have to have people that you rely on. And that quote is by Michael Schur. And I love that quote because it really talks about people that you rely on. And a lot of us get into this false sense of security with the people in our support networks because we think that if they love us, they are going to support us in any way, shape, or form, right? But a lot of times what I see with my clients and what happened with myself when I was going through my own divorce healing journey was that some of the people who I thought were my supporters Actually, when I kind of stepped back and took a look at them with a fine tooth comb and really figured out why some of those people, when I spoke with them about my choices, made me feel down and not excited and why sometimes some of those people in my support network would tell me what I should do. And so I started taking a really deep look at each one of those individuals. Now, granted, We all have bad days and sometimes people love you so much that they'll give you advice even when it's not asked for, telling you what you should do. And the problem with this when you're going through divorce healing is that we are so easily influenced sometimes because this is something that most of us have never experienced, which is the ending of a marriage and the beginning of a new life, the we separating into just the me, right? And so... Sometimes we are so easy and quick to listen to those who love us because in our minds we think, oh, they love us, so they're not going to steer us wrong, right? But I, I urge you to, if you're starting this healing journey, or if you're even just in the beginning or you're just starting your divorce process or, or you haven't even begun yet, but you're about to, to look at and vet all of the people in that support network, all of the people you talk to, because they are going to or will or have already been so influential on you as you go through your healing process. So we're going to talk about how to really look at each one of these individuals and see whether they are the right people to help you. Now, just because you love them and just because they love you, does not mean they are the right people to be in your support network right now. And we can take some steps to separate ourselves from their advice for for 
temporarily. And that can really benefit us. So let's kind of go through how we want to do this. First of all, we want to look at each person and we want to see, are they truly supporting my choices? And that is the key. Okay. So a lot of times family, especially parents even, may not support your choices because of the stigma that is surrounding divorce, because of what you may have been taught all your life since you were a little child, that divorce is bad, immoral, wrong, that even about what you've been taught about marriage, that we stay in the marriage once we get married forever. And if we leave the marriage, that's a failure, that's quitting, that's you know a disgrace to God and friends and family who supported the marriage. And so those ideas, although we don't think about it, most of us don't think about it at all when we're going through the divorce, those ideas are so common and so so prevalent across many different societies. There are even societies that don't allow divorce. So in the society where you, if you are in, in, in a society where they do allow divorce and you have made that decision based on what is in your heart and what you truly know you need to do for yourself in order to be happy. And again, I don't support, I'm not a divorce supporter. I don't want people to run out and get divorced if they're unhappy. But what I do support is really diving into the marriage with your partner to see if it can be salvaged, to see if there are ways that you can still live together as a we and be happy and rebuild. And many times there are ways to do that. But there are also times where divorce is necessary. And so if you've come to this decision, you now need to look at your surrounding support network. So the first thing you want to do is you want to think of what happened when you told the people in your support network you were going to get divorced. Uh, or if you haven't done that yet, maybe you can think back to another decision that was very important to you and what happened. Or you can just go along and you can tell them, hey, I'm thinking about getting divorced or I'm splitting up with my spouse and kind of gauge the reaction there. Now, if there is any negativity, oh, you are you sure you really shouldn't do that? And, you know, that's that's a big red flag, because to me, whenever anybody says to me what I that I should or shouldn't do something, that means that they're trying to put their ideas on me now. With parents, it's a little tricky because parents, most parents love you. They love you so much and they don't want you to suffer. And so they might say to you, well, have you tried everything? Have you gone to therapy? Have you, you know, I don't think you should do this until you're sure. Okay. But the choice, the choice is yours. The choice is always yours. Every choice in your life, especially as you're moving forward and creating this new life for yourself, those are your choices, not anybody else's. So what we need to do is when we find people in our network that are not truly supporting us because they are not standing by the decisions, the choices that we make, and instead try are trying to uh, enforce upon us what they believe we should do. And again, a lot of this comes from love. So it's not, it's not a bad thing, but in order to heal properly, you need to listen to your heart and trust your intuition. And if you are being influenced by what anybody else is saying, that's not going to help you, especially if there are people who you know love you, because then your mind might play a trick on you and tell you that 
these people know what's right for me. And I'm so confused. And this is such a difficult time for me. So I'm going to listen to them. But that's where you can really get caught up in making the wrong choices for yourself. So what we do is when we discover that somebody else is trying to set, set their choices or what they think our choices should be upon us and, and guide us into making a particular choice because they think it's right, we can do two things. And the first is the soft and easiest thing, and that is to just set boundaries and say to these people, look, I love you and I know you love me and I'm going through something very difficult right now. And so what I need from you, if you want to be on my team and you want to be in my support network, is for you to let me make my own choice. And the way you can do that and still support me is by loving me and by not telling me what I should or shouldn't do in your opinion. If I want your opinion, I will ask for it, believe me, and I will be so happy to hear it. <clears throat> and that is setting a boundary. And you can also do this with people who uh, may support you and let you make your own choices, but may be very negative people and may bring a lot of negativity into your life. And I talk about this a lot in the podcast on letting go. <clears throat> And if those people, again, you can set a boundary with people who are very negative. And if those people do not want to, uh, or maybe they're unable to stop infusing so much negativity into your life or every time you talk to them, then you may need to, and setting boundaries doesn't work, then you may need to let them go. So I encourage you to watch the podcast on letting go to learn more about that and how to let people go. And these are all so closely intertwined. As you see, this is all part of the work. And so each one of these topics that I talk about plays off of or feeds off of another. And that's why it's so important for us to really make sure that we are putting our attention into all of these areas so that we can truly heal and become stronger. So we set the boundaries, and if the boundaries don't work, we may need to let go of certain people temporarily. And I've even, I even in my healing journey, I let go of a few friends temporarily who were either not allowing me to make my choices or um, infusing so much negativity into my life or both. And I told them, I set boundaries, which were temporary. And with a few of them, I ended up uh, making that a permanent choice because once I separated myself from them and their negativity or their um, their desire to control my choices or, or tell me what I should be doing or shouldn't be doing. Once they were gone and that weight lifted off my shoulders and I thought, wow, this is, I feel really good. Like, I don't get stressed out when I get on the phone with these people or see these people. So you have to, you'll have to gauge your feelings with each person and decide how or what you need to do and whether you need to make that a, a, a permanent thing. So how do we uh, acquire new people in our support networks? How do we fill up those networks so we have the right people in them? It's a great question, right? A lot of people don't know how to do this, and that's why they rely on the people who are already there who may not be right for them. 
Now, even if you have great people in your support network and they're doing the right thing and letting you make your own choices, you can still add more people to your support network. And the, the, the top ways to do this are, um, first of all, to find like-minded or likely situated people. So people going through divorce, people who have gone through divorce. But there are a couple caveats here. One is that you want to make sure that if you do associate with people who are going through something similar, that these people are positive again. And uh, I specifically want you to look at spouse bashing because a lot of these online support groups through Facebook and online, and you can find so many divorce support groups. And I want you to, before you join it, start scrolling down and look at what people are saying because some of them get really nasty and that infuses the negativity into your uh, into your life. Again, same thing as the people who aren't the right sport people. That's a red flag that that is not the right group for you to join. So you want to look for the groups that say we don't encourage, we discourage spouse bashing. Um, you don't want to join groups where people are negative and talking about um, it's okay if they're sharing their feelings and saying, hey, I feel really down and I'm having a really hard day. But if the tone of the group and the chat is very negative, you know, I'm just, this is, this is just my whole, my spouse caused this, caused all my problems and I can't believe this and what a jerk. And they're, they're about, they're, they're bashing their spouses and talking, you know, poorly about them. That is not going to help you. I, I promise you. Because you need to get to a place where you come from love. You have positivity. And again, as I've said before, it is so important to recognize that even though you are divorcing this person or have divorced this, this former spouse, this is somebody who you once loved. This is somebody who you chose to marry. This is somebody who you share a history with. And unless you were just married to them for a minute, uh, you have history and you may even have children with them. And so the marriage, the marriage didn't work. And that's okay. Like I said, there are times when divorce is necessary, when two people aren't growing in the right direction and they can't salvage that. And if you've done the work to discover that and you've come to the realization that that is what you need, then you need to stay positive because you loved this person. You had a life with this person. You had a future built with this person. And the future that you built in that relationship, in that we, that future is no more. And that creates a lot of difficulty within our emotional field. It creates sadness and anger and frustration and confusion and even depression. And so we need to learn to be able to let all that go and come back so that we are only coming from love in everything that we do. And that includes talking about our former spouse. Even if that person cheated on you, there was a marriage doesn't just, doesn't just fall apart because of one person. Two people do that. If you start dissecting the marriage, you will see that there was, there was something or many things before that weren't right. And the spouse that went out and cheated did so because he or she did not um, place importance on the relationship. He or she did not uh, 
use love to view, hey, you know, we 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 loved each other at one point. We have this history, we have this relationship, and we need to try to work on that before I make a decision as to whether I'm going to leave or I'm going to want to be with someone else. And so um it, it all is about respect, it's about love, it's about um being in tune with your partner and your feelings. And so marriage doesn't just fall apart because of one person. So knowing that we need to just take a deep breath first, right? And so dive into the fact that now we've made this choice to leave the marriage. And so wasting our time on negativity and who's at fault and who's an asshole for doing something that caused the relationship to end and maybe focusing on your spouse having put you in this victim state. Um, check out my podcast on victim states, by the way, because that's really another important part of healing. But the the spouse doesn't put you in the victim state. You put you in the victim state. Your former spouse does not put you in a negative place where you are just helpless. You put you there. Nobody is in charge of your own happiness, but you. And so now is the time to just pull up, pull yourself up off the floor and start looking at this from a perspective of getting the right people into your life to support you. Okay. So uh, again, going back to these online support groups or even um, support groups that you go to in person, maybe you are going to a group where you meet once a week with people to talk about divorce and talk about your, you know, like a, a therapy group, uh, any of these groups where you are talking to, chatting with, texting with, writing to other people about your divorce, please do yourself the biggest favor you possibly can and make sure that the groups are positive and don't allow spousal bashing, don't allow negativity. Again, talking about your feelings and how you're feeling, feeling sad, feeling helpless, that's okay, that's not negative. But constantly coming from a place of, you know, you know, I'm right and my ex-spouse was wrong and he or she made me made me do all these things that um, are making me miserable now. That is a victim mentality and you need to learn to get out of that. So find the positive people. Another way besides online groups or therapy groups where you can meet people who are positive and usually um, because you're going to have such a strong connection with them is to join Take a class, join a group where you're doing something you love and do not do this online from the comfort of your home. Get out of your comfort zone and physically go somewhere. So whether you love to hike, cook, travel, you want to learn a language, um, dance, anything you want to do that sounds fun, sign yourself up for a class where you physically have to go to this class. And it can be once a month. It can be once a week. It can be every other week. But go and, or even one time, go and see, go paint, go learn how to do something new. And I guarantee you that when you go to a class and you're doing something you love and the other people there are doing something they love or exploring something that they think they might love, you're going to make some really wonderful connections. And even if you meet one person and you connect with that one person, it is going to be usually the right person to be in your support network. So I highly encourage that in taking classes. And um, it also 
doing that also gets kind of checks off another box on uh, that that is in line with your healing process. And that is getting out there and not just staying within that comfort zone, like I mentioned, doing new things. And that's that's how you start your new life. That's how you build. That's how you create. So get out there and find something you want to do. And you can change that up and you can do different things. You can take different classes every month. You can sign up and do a dance class one month and do a painting class another month and learn how to cook another month. You can grab one of your friends who really truly supports you and go do a great cooking class or learn to do salsa dancing or hike or learn to play golf or do a team sports. Team sports are fabulous because you really connect with people and you work together as a team. And that is really great for building self-confidence as well. So that's that's another way for you to build up and the last way for you to really build yourself up so that you have the right people in your support networks is to take a look at um, some of the ideals and beliefs that you have been taught throughout your life as i mentioned earlier in the podcast these ideas can be simple like marriage is forever we don't ever leave a marriage divorce is bad divorce is immoral we don't get divorced So when we start really diving into these things that we have been taught probably since we were kids and we start recognizing them, we can change our way of thinking and we can turn things around so that we are not focusing on those ideals about those negative ideas and things that we have been taught. And instead, we tell ourselves, I've made this choice to divorce. I know it's necessary for me to heal and be the strongest and best person that I can be so that I can create a beautiful new life for myself and move forward. And we can start when we start rewiring our mind that way, then our mind is so powerful that it will give us, it will let us bring things into our lives that are positive. And it will let your mind know that you're, You are letting go of those old ideas that have been ingrained there and that it's okay. And you can even visualize yourself closing your eyes. You can visualize yourself taking each one of those ideas out of your body and throwing it away, throwing it away. So all these things that you've been taught by society, culture, religion, family, that are creating a lot of confusion within you, when you are looking at leaving the marriage, those things need to be tossed. And if you need more tips on that, um, please feel free to reach out to me. I have a lot of great ways to do that. So there you go. Those, those three ways are fabulous ways for you to get started in building up the right support networks of the most positive people who love you, who support you and your choices and don't want to dictate what your choices should or shouldn't be. So watch out for those words, the shoulds and the shouldn'ts, and make sure that you are getting the right support people out of from groups that you may join, that you are letting go of old ideals, old concepts, that you are learning to love yourself, that you are setting boundaries for the people in your life who say they support you, 
but may bring negativity or may not truly support you making the choices. And that if the boundaries aren't working, that you consider letting go temporarily of these people. And that you do what you love and you try new things and you get out of your comfort zone. And these are all fabulous ways to start building up your support network so that you can heal. Good luck and let me know how your support network building goes and whether I can be of any help to you. Have a wonderful day.